Hi, this is the 11th president of ACE, Robert Ulrich, and I am very happy that the work of a lot of volunteers in the background has put together ACE's first official podcast for roller coaster enthusiasts within the club and elsewhere to learn more about ACE. We do a lot of things, and I hope you learn a lot more about ACE through in the coming months. But for now, let me just be ha- happy to introduce the very first American Coaster Enthusiast podcast, Ride With Us. with us presented by ace the american coaster enthusiasts hey guys it's taylor from coast juice i just want to give you guys a huge congratulations on the new podcast what an awesome achievement you guys always do great work over at ace and i can't wait to see what you guys do next so again huge congratulations i wish you guys all the best of luck with it hey guys it's pete owens in hollywood i just want to wish chris and clint good luck with the new podcast I can't wait to ride with you. Welcome to Ride With Us. Ride With Us. Presented by the American Coaster Enthusiasts, a group of super fans with a mission to appreciate, promote, and preserve roller coasters around the globe. Around the globe. It's time to keep your hands and feet inside the podcast at all times. Here's your hosts, Clint Novak and Chris Roberry. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first episode of Ride With Us, the official podcast of the American Coaster Enthusiasts. I'm Clint Novak. And I'm Chris Roberry. Woohoo! We finally made it. It's the first podcast. Oh, we're so excited to be able to bring this to you. So many people have spent so much time to make sure that this is going to be the best podcast possible for Ace. And Clint, we're finally here. We are here and we have a great episode lined up for you. Today, we're going to be talking about what this podcast is about. As well as learning about upcoming Ace events near you. That's right. Anywhere in the United States, there's going to be an Ace event near you. We got you covered. And, oh, this is big news. I'm going to let you do it. I'm going to let you tell everybody the big news. So the big news is we're going to be sitting down with the owner of roller coaster manufacturer, Rocky Mountain Construction, Fred Grubb, and we're going to have an awesome conversation with him. In fact, we're actually going to be asking some of the questions that you wanted to ask on our Ace Facebook page. Woohoo! Ride! Oh, I said I almost said ride with us. That's us. I was supposed to say really more coming. That's what I was supposed to say. Really more coming. That's what we got. <laughs> now, if you are not an Ace member yet, no worries. Uh, All you have to do is visit our website at aceonline.org to learn more or to join. You don't need to be a member to listen to this podcast, but there are some amazing benefits uh, to being a member and listening to the podcast because we've uh, we've got perks, right? Oh, do we ever have perks? In addition to getting admission discounts and perks across the United States, there's also member-only events that we'll be hearing about in a little bit at your local theme and amusement parks. There's subscriptions to Roller Coaster Magazine and Ace News, which is now a digital version. And by the way, speaking of that podcast of ours, you get exclusive content that nobody else gets to hear unless you're an Ace member. 
That's right. All you have to do is log on to the website, and then we're going to have a section of the website where you can go and listen to interviews, uh, the full-length interview, and or if we have like some bonus interviews, which in this case with uh, Rocky Mountain Construction, we actually uh, talk to more than just Fred, so that bonus content will be available for ACE members only. Uh, you know, ACE is an amazing organization, but you don't have to take it from just us. Listen to what the members have to say about being a part of the ACE community. Hey everyone, my name is Robert Ingle, and I've been an ACE member for six, almost seven years now, and I'll be a member for life. A few of the favorite things I love about this organization is how big they are on preservation. You know, whether that be with physical rides, you know, something like we actually get to ride or enjoy, or a media-based preservation, you know, like photographs or perhaps, you know, the Legacy of Arrow documentary that came out a few years ago. They really, they cover it all. Plus, I mean, ACE has tons of events that are either local, national, and even worldwide. And the best part about these events is everyone is there for the same reason. They either really like roller coasters, really enjoy the parks, or, you know, both. They just love the hustle and bustle of it all. And I think that's what really sets ace apart from other coaster clubs hey there this is nicholas from california and i love ace because it allows me to find people who love similar things like me and that is roller coasters not only riding them but talking about them history of them and then all the preservation that the club does just makes me really 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 want to be a part of it for the long haul and maybe even be involved in future campaigns to save historic roller coasters so thank you ace for all that you do Now, let's take a quick lap around the country as we talk to our fellow ACE members about some of the exclusive events coming to your area. This is Brett Yaloses from the ACE New Jersey region, and I wanted to highlight two uh, back-to-back regional events coming up. Saturday, September 7th, is Riding of the Bull at Six Flags Great Adventure. Includes morning ERT on Nitro and two hours of ERT on El Toro, plus coaster tours in or around the roller coasters. The very next day, Sunday, uh, September 8th, at Casino Pier in Seaside Heights, New Jersey, 25-hour all-day and night wristband. Uh, registration starts at 10 a.m. and it's on-site. Hope to see you there. Hello, ACE members. Jordan here from the Canadian region, hoping to see you at our ninth annual Roller Coasters A, featuring ERT on the all-new Yukon Striker, the world's tallest, longest, and fastest dive coaster. Check out our event flyer online for more details. Do you like circus trees? Do you like gardens? Then come on out to ACE NorCal's Horticulture Hoopla, Saturday, September 7th at Gilroy Gardens. Exclusive train ride, paddleboat races, a lunch, and a whole lot more. You're not going to want to miss it. Sign up at acenorcal.org by September 2nd. This is Elizabeth in the Mid-Atlantic, and we are hosting a weekend of roller coaster fun October 12th at Kings Dominion and October 13th at Funland of Fredericksburg with special events for acers of all ages. This is Jay Jacobs with the Ace South Central Region, inviting you to our Lone Star Coasterthon event at Six Flags Over Texas on Saturday, September 14th and Sunday, September 15th. Check out our website at www.acesouthcentral.org for more information. Hey, Ride With Us podcast listeners. This is Josh Harrington, the Ace Southeast Regional Rep. Join us on Saturday, September 7th at Carowinds for the Carolina Coaster Classic, featuring ERT on the all-new Copperhead Strike and the incredible Fury 325. Hi, this is Derek Perry with Ace Southern California. Join us on October 6th at Knott's Berry Farm for Ace Night at Knott's Scary Farm. 
These are just some of the upcoming events you can enjoy at a park nearby. For the full list, visit our website at aceonline.org. Now, I am uh, very excited because uh, uh, we uh, we didn't talk about it in this upcoming events, but coming up in October, there are some ACE events that I'm going to be a part of. Uh, do you remember the first ACE event you were a part of? You know, I do. We went to a local park and we were celebrating a roller coaster manufacturer's birthday in the middle of July. And oh my goodness, it was so cool to be able to meet up with all these people that enjoy the same thing you do, roller coasters. And it's crazy, but I still stay in touch with a lot of the people that I was there that day. And we had 30 plus people at that event. It really is like another family. Yeah. I, it's, it's funny because, uh, uh, I, I had a chance. I, I work at Funland of Fredericksburg, so uh, I'm also an ACE member, and I had a chance to uh, do a, a speaking engagement uh, at uh, Jeepers It's Winter and East Coaster. And uh, East Coaster was absolutely phenomenal. Uh, you know, uh, get, get a chance to go up to Hershey in the off-season, get some tours, eat some chocolate, and then you get to do, uh, you know, the the speaking, and then you eat some chocolate, and then you get to go have lunch, and then you get some baked goods, and then you eat some chocolate. And uh, so it was. It really is a great off-season event. So many people are a part of it. And uh, you know me. If I get a chance to talk to people, uh, I, am, I am on cloud nine. So uh, I got like a half hour to just uh, talk to people about uh, Funland of Fredericksburg, where we're headed, what's going on, and why we can't build a GCI coaster. Because I think that's a, one thing people ask me all the time. Why aren't you building a GCI coaster? Because uh, it's it's just not as easy as calling up GCI and saying, hey, uh, why haven't you built a coaster here yet? So, <laughs> And that's one of the cool parts about being an ACE member is that when you get to go to events like this, oftentimes members of the park will be there to take questions. And you know, it's really great to be able to learn from the industry people directly about their decision-making processes and just things going on at the park. It really is cool. It's an insider's perspective from insiders. You yeah, can't get th- much more inside than that. I think the best part about East Coaster, uh, and there's a lot of good parts, don't get me wrong, but the best part was was not the the speaking or listening to other the presenters or the bake sale or any of the stuff. It was the hanging out in the hot tub uh, at the hotel Whoa. right before like the water park closes after a long day of, of of talking with friends and stuff. And everybody, the whole hot tub was coaster enthusiasts. So it's just like we're all sitting in this big hot tub at the uh, the Hershey Lodge water park and uh, all just talking about different aspects of the industry and and talking about, you know, what are we looking forward to in, in 2019 with the roller coasters? Is it going to be, you know, is Copperhead Strike going to be as amazing as it looks or, you know, all of that kind of uh, conversation. And it's just that, you know, that pop-up networking uh, fun stuff that uh, uh, really I really enjoy. And, of course, it was in a, in a hot tub, so uh, it's hard not to like that, right? Oh, absolutely. And one of the coolest parts about, you know, being an ACE member is that you can go to just about any park in the country, and if you wear your ACE shirt, someone's probably going to recognize you. So you have a, a, you know, a, a family member, and I put that in air quotes, but they really are family, somewhere, everywhere you visit if you go out to a park. I mean, I can go to Walt Disney World, and I know folks that I know that are out there that are ACE members as well. You can go up to the Northeast, you know ACE members there. Go out to the West Coast, the Southwest, anywhere you go, there are ACE members. And that's really a cool aspect of this hobby. Before we get to the interview that is coming up, I, I got a quick question because you were talking about your ACE shirt. Do you have 
a favorite roller coaster shirt that you wear to parks or do you have just like a big collection of them because uh, I, i'll tell I you about mine but i want to hear about yours okay so i do have a collection okay uh, that includes manufacturer shirts so i've okay. got the uh-huh. two rmc shirts thank you guys i appreciate that uh gci shirt uh, as well as one, two of them from Irvine Andre Engineering, of course. which is Dude, a okay. great company. Before we even get further, now i got to sidetrack on that. Hold on <laughs> a second. So I ordered my uh, Irving T-shirts, and I got one. I, I, well, I didn't even order one for my wife. I was being selfish and ordering one for me. And somehow in the ordering process, I must have screwed up and selected the wrong size shirt. And so when it showed up, it was an extra small shirt instead of a uh, Clint size shirt. Uh, I had to give it to my wife. My wife can wear it. She's like, you know, she's a small, but she can pull off an extra small because anybody that skinny, who cares? You know, she can pull it off. But now she gets the extra crazy nerdy shirt. And uh, I have to wait until they uh, they have another batch of order go out so I can uh, order my my shirt. But uh, sorry, I got si- I got sidetracked, Chris. I apologize. You were <laughs> saying, happens. yes. So I yes, I do have a favorite T-shirt that I wear, and it's it started some very interesting conversations to say the least. So I made the mistake of wearing my Walt Disney Imagineering polo, which, by the way. You can only get a Mickey's of Glendale, and you have to be an invited guest. So, yes, you know how the whole joke is that every ride exits at Disney through the gift shop, right? <laughs> so after your visit to Imagineering, after you spend money in their cafeteria, oh, hey, let's go to the gift shop. Well, look at that. There's a gift shop that just happens to be on site. So I, I spent the money. I got this beautiful polo, and I went to the Magic Kingdom in 2016 and I'm waiting in line at the Jungle Cruise with a few other ace friends. And this kid keeps staring at me. And, fi- and we're going past the line because, you know, that line moves so much. And finally, the mom just sort of taps me on the shoulder and says, hi, um, do you really work for Imagineering? And, and I looked at her and I, and I said, uh, yes, yes, I do. <laughs> That is the only appropriate response is, of Absolutely. course I do. Of course, so, I built this right here, okay? That's the only I'm, I'm reason why I want to be an M shirt is now. so I could say, yes, I built this ride. <laughs> yes, it's like I, I was part of building this this Jungle Cruise. It's like, well, didn't that open like 60 years ago? Like, that's not important right now. No, it was <laughs> <laughs> probably made it worth the money to buy the shirt alone just with that conversation. But uh, that's my favorite shirt. Uh, so how about yours outside of the Irvine Andre engineering shirt that's coming? Yeah, but I haven't gotten it yet. Well, I haven't gotten one that fits yet, so we're working on it. Uh, no, I so over the last couple of years, some of my favorite shirts were always the Coastin' for Kids shirts uh, that, that they had because of the material. It was like a really nice, like, soft material, uh, you know, very wicky, uh, like, you know, it, it didn't collect sweat or anything like that. So it was perfect for a 100 degrees at the amusement park kind of shirt uh, until, you know, I wore it like a 100 times. Like, for two years, every picture of me is in this red shirt. And it's because I had two of them. Uh, I had Because I participated in two different events, so I got two of them. But uh, so I uh, that was my favorite shirt. Uh, this year, though, well, okay, no, last year, uh, Ace had the coaster con that went through uh, the Mid Atlantic, mm-hmm. and uh, Funland of Fredericksburg was a stop, and uh, they gave me a shirt for hosting, and uh, I got this really nice coaster con shirt, and I can't stop wearing it because it is like the softest material ever made. It's like it is the most perfectly sized shirt for me. Like it's not too long, it's not too short, it's perfect. And so I wear it way too much. 
Uh, I got other nerdy shirts, Twisted Timbers, Millennium Force, da 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 I wear those, but uh, my, my Ace Coaster Con shirt from last year is the shirt that I wear uh, to the, the parks more often than any other. It's so nerdy. <laughs> it, it is, but it's a cool shared nerdiness that yes. you can go to a park and you can wear your you know Irvine Andre Engineering shirt and someone will go, I know those guys. They're the guys that you know do the control system for you know the ride that the person's waiting in line for, and their mind's completely blown. Yes, uh, but uh, you know people are listening to us talking about t-shirts, and really they want to be listening to Fred talk about roller coasters. So I think it's about time, don't you? I think so too. So recently, I did have the privilege of being able to visit the Rocky Mountain Construction Factory in Northern Idaho and sit down with its owner, Fred Grubb. So since splashing onto the coaster scene back in 2011, RMC, as it's more commonly referred to by enthusiasts, has gained a reputation for building some of the most intense rides ever built. They've smashed records, they've created new track systems, and they're basically one of the most popular roller coaster manufacturers around today. Now, just so you know, the shop was really busy working on new track and trains, all of which I cannot talk about at all, but <laughs> Mr. Grubb was able to sit down and chat so here's our conversation. Ride with us. Ride with us. Ride with us. We are very excited today to speak with the owner of Rocky Mountain Construction, Mr. Fred Grubb. Fred, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. So, Fred, what do you attribute your success to? Why are RMCs so popular? I think a lot of it is, as uh, Alan, myself, we uh, participate in the crowds and we participate with the, the, you know, the Acers and we participate with all the different groups. So I think that's part of it. And our rides are just, they're just really good and really smooth. You know, the design aspect that Alan turns out is, it's always a winner. You grew up in Wyoming. How did you get into amusement parks out in Wyoming? You know, I did construction work in Wyoming. Just whatever you can do, you got to do it there. Build homes, uh, different things like that. And I moved to Seattle just for a new experience. And I did uh, zoo exhibit work. And that led me to Silverwood because they hired us to uh, do rock work at their uh, water raft ride. And I just never left. And so... Uh, I ended up building CCI coasters at Silverwood, and uh, it went on from there, the water park and a lot of, you know, the Vacoma ride and all different things at Silverwood. Then I uh, went on my own out to uh, fix roller coaster tracks because I figured there was a market for that, and then that's when we developed a new track system, and the rest is, you know, it just it took off. How do you come up with this new wooden track design, the so-called topper track? Well, we were replacing wooden tracks, and they just would not hold up to, you know, very long. And it, they were just so much maintenance. So originally, we developed track to, you know, replace bad corners and so forth on wooden coasters. But then we found that, uh, you know, we could we could just build whole new coasters out of it. And and it just, you know, it, it just was a development that just kept on developing. And Alan, uh, Alan, myself, we just, uh, and the whole team here, we just kept on developing until uh, we got it to where we could, uh, you know, we put in a Texas giant and found out what we had at that point. 
talk to us a little bit about the Texas Giant, a ride that was near and dear to my heart. It was literally right outside my office for about two and a half years there at Six Flags Over Texas. There's a lot of nostalgia and, and history behind that ride, of course. Do you go to Six Flags and say, I've got this idea. I know it can work. Would you like to try this out? Or did they come to you and say, hey, we've seen what you've done at other parks with your track. Could you do this and adapt it on a wooden track for a steel coaster? On that particular ride, what happened is uh, Six Flags uh, knew that we were toying with different methods of constructing a replica of a wood track, only out of steel. So at that point, we did not really have a design for the I-Box. Six Flags came to us and we said, yeah, we'll take on the challenge. We can do this. And so then it took, uh, you know, we we had the idea of, what the track was going to be about but we didn't know everything that we you know we needed to know more about it so we we practiced we built pieces we did different things until we came up with that final design of track and you know it, it just it panned out <laughs> to say that it panned out a little bit <laughs> when you're building this ride how many facilities did you have then and how were you able to build a ride so massive with, at the time, such a smaller facility? All we had was this one facility right here, and it was 7,000, or it is 7,000 square feet, and we it was hard. We had track sticking out the shop doors, and it was in the wintertime. You know, it was hard, but there, when there's a will, there's a way, I guess. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was crowded. When you're building this thing, and it's on a scale that something that you've probably never done before, What's going through your head? I mean, obviously, being a small business owner, probably a little bit of panic, perhaps. Of like, I know this will work, but gosh, I wish this was done so I could say that we've completed this. Well, the biggest thing is, is obviously, in the theme park business, there is a deadline. And you need to hit that deadline for your customers because they're counting on you. So that was my biggest worry is we hadn't done this before a did not know what we were going to run into, all the different issues. Fortunately, everything went well, and, and we did make the deadline. It was tight. It was It's hard, but and we did make it, but that is the biggest worry because we had faith that we could get the project done. It's just we had to do it in that amount of time. Any fun stories from that first time going out to a park and seeing your creation come to life or any fun stories from just the construction that you can laugh about it now, but before it was like, oh, God? Oh. Yeah, no, the, when we, were, we were not used to the water moccasins down there, and they were everywhere. And so, but, you know, you get used to stuff. I mean, all, everybody's works here is, yeah, they come from the country, and you get used to stuff. It's just a different environment. And then there was, there was several challenges. I mean, there, you know, we, you don't know everything when you go in to do a prototype. And so there were several challenges, but, uh, you know, all of them were – we had to change up a few things but they were all doable so we did not really run into anything that was that we felt we we couldn't do you know it was it was it was hard but we got it done so you get to media day you've been testing the ride you know it works tell me about the first time that you got to ride it first of all because for all of our ace friends listening what was the seat you chose and why did you choose it okay so the first time I got to ride it was, was in the front seat with Larry Jacola and we got on and we came back in and we were just like, wow, that is more smooth than we could have ever imagined. 
you know so it was just i mean it was just exciting it was really really exciting to come in and 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 to know you know the creation out there and all the all of you know it took a lot of people it took a lot of effort but we came back in we're just like oh my we have we have something here so giant opens up to rave reviews i mean people are all of a sudden you're now on the map as rmc is like the company that you want to look out for come out your next project iron rattler down at fiesta texas just down i-35 now that you've got giant under your wing how did iron rattler go what were some of the things that you were able to improve upon and make even better in your second version well, obviously, uh, Alan put inversions in in the ride. We made a few design changes to the track itself, such as we put a running surface on top of it. Just a few design changes. And, you know, we incorporated some wood ledgers and stuff down at the Giant, and we decided just to go with all steel ledgers and do that type of thing. So, you know, those are just a few changes that we made. And other than that, the profile, everything, it all remained the same, you know. And here we are now. You've got installations quite literally around the world. As we're talking, Zadra is about to open up all the way over there in Europe. How do you go from being this guy who builds out here in Idaho and in Washington, and now you're internationally known? Like, you can't even go to any park without somebody spotting you and shouting, Hey, Fred! <laughs> how, how do you handle that? Well, you know, I, I it's, it's a pretty wild feeling. I... I, you know, I never expected anything like this. So, but yeah, you go and somebody will say, here, here's Fred. And you, you know, and I think we just interact with people. And I think that's, I think that's what makes people happy. And, 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 uh, I, I don't know how, you know, I just, I can't even answer the question. I don't even know how to, uh, we're just Idaho country boys, you know, <laughs> I guess is what you'd say. <laughs> And that's what I think is one of the coolest parts about your story and the story of RMC is that y'all didn't start, you know, to change the world and be these so-called, you know, coaster celebrities. But now you, you guys have the most Facebook likes of any roller coaster company in the world at the moment uh-huh. at almost 27,000 last time I checked this morning. Yeah. And boy, the fandom that is around RMC is insane. It's a fervor. It's a, it's a, I don't know what it is. You know, we're just, uh, I, I don't know. I think it's the, Alan, he's a good old boy, myself, and all the people here. And, and I think that's probably it. We're not your typical suit and tie type people at all. <laughs> we're, we're, just, we're, just, we're just people, you know. So let's talk a little bit about Lightning Rod. Out of nowhere, Dollywood announces that they're going to build the world's first launched wooden roller coaster. It's like a fantasy in every roller coaster tycoon fan's head that they could do this. How did you come up with the concept? Was it Dollywood's idea? And talk to us a little bit about the development of that because you knew the topper track already from other projects. What made Lightning Rod so unique to work on? Well, the, the fact that it was the first launched wooden coaster. And uh, it, it, we had a, a lot of challenges with it. And we've worked through them, and it's taken a while, but we've worked through the challenges, and it, it's, uh, it, you know, it, to this day, it's running good. So, but there was a lot of challenges. But it's just unique because of the, the wood structure and putting a launch on it and, and trying to tie that all together. And so it's, it's been a good ride. Let's fast forward now to 2015, and a little-known story that I'll just kind of put in real fast here. 
we came out here to interview you for the Legacy of Aero Development mm-hmm. for that documentary. And I remember Nicholas Laskowitz, Robert Engel, and I are walking through, and you're giving us a great tour. And we'd go into that shop, the big, the paint shop, which is what it's now, mm-hmm. and we see the prototype T-Rex track. Mm-hmm. And Nicholas says, say, hey, uh, what's that? It was either you or Jake said, oh, yeah, that probably shouldn't talk about that for a little while. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about the development of the T-Rex track. First of all, how do you come up with the single rail and what are some of the benefits to going to a single rail versus the dual rail that most people know about today? The single rail, it, it, obviously, it has a distinct look. And it has, you can build, like the Raptor, you can build one track instead of two, so you've got less product in it. And you can do a lot of things with it. And the way we came up with it is uh, Alan and I were uh, traveling back, I think, from Europe, and we just got to talking and said, you know, heck, what if we did this? And we just shot things back and forth. And, you know, we just came up with it and said, boy, would that be cool? Let's try it. So... And, you know, Alan, Alan is, he's right in the mix and he comes up with a lot of ideas and different things. And it's just, what you saw is just a test sample that says that, yeah, we can build this. And that, that's what we did before we started on, like on the Raptor. Now the T-Rex is the big, big track and we have not, you know, that's just on, that's just on hold. It's not developed yet. All we did was build that big test piece to show that we could build it, show ourselves that we could build it. Is there a market that you want to get into that you haven't been able to yet? And why or why not? I don't think there's any market that we can't get into. We've elected not to get into a couple of them because we haven't needed it. I mean, we've been busy in the U.S. and we've ventured out into Europe and, uh, you know, trying to take our time in what we do because it, you, you work in a different country and overseas, and it, you know, there's a lot of tricks to it. So you have to learn all that. So you have to be a little careful. And so we feel we feel we can work in Europe pretty easy now. How long does it take from a customer calling you saying, hey, we'd like to buy a ride of yours from that initial call to the day that that ride opens? Because it's not like just building something in Planet Coaster or Roller Coaster Tycoon where you just all of a sudden start going. It takes a long time, doesn't it? Seems like it's uh, typically around a year and a half, maybe a little better. You know, so in some cases we've it's been almost two years, a year and a half. We've done it in less, but a year and a half is comfortable. So if you have a half year to get things lined up and, and get design and everything started and it seems to be comfortable how do you get to work for you and for rocky mountain construction like how does someone say you know what i want to help build roller coasters or i want to design roller coasters is the question you probably get a bazillion times a day how do you do it well as as far as all of our crew and and so forth that we have you know i i take a look at the character and and of the person and in some cases we train them from scratch so that's pretty much the way we do it as far as uh engineering and so forth we interview and we go through a process and and we try to i think more try to see who will fit in the company what do you do on your days off it when you have days off which seem to be less and less these days right well i i have plenty to do i I uh, definitely like to ride motorcycles and, and also the dirt bikes and and uh, I like the water sports and with a boat and water ski 
type stuff and there's plenty to do uh you know i i like to do a lot <laughs> basically you're a thrill seeker not only at your job but also outside your job yeah no i've always been a thrill seeker and and i you know there's just all kinds of single track trails through the mountains here for motorcycles dirt bikes but one of the nicest things i like to go down to the desert and and ride my dirt bikes you know in the, in the sand dunes and that type of thing it's, it's a little faster and a little, it's more fun for me that's i like to do that there's a lot of snowmobiling here i like to do that also yeah who inspires you? Because there's so many people listening here that are inspired by the work that Rocky Mountain Construction does. But who inspires Fred Grubb? I, you know what I'd really have to say is I, the people that work for me. And they actually inspire me. I, I mean, they all look up to me, and but I really look up to them. They're, everybody has their part. And they're all, the, you know, they're the nuts and bolts of the operation. What type of cell phone do you have and why? <laughs> I, I just have an Apple. And you know what? I probably, I only need one to call on and to do a little texting. That's it. I don't use it to its potential. I just, I just need it to call and text. I, you know, it's pretty simple. <laughs> so my next question of what's your favorite app probably wouldn't mean much to you. Uh, probably not. I probably would. I probably not. I, you know, I, I don't pay much attention. <laughs> so you're not on any social networks at all, not on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram or anything uh, like that. No, I, at one given time, I think there's a Facebook. I haven't even looked it up for years. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't get on any of it. No, I pretty much don't do that. <laughs> Here's some questions from some of our fans that we asked them, Hey, if you had a chance to sit down with Fred for a few minutes, what type of questions would you ask him? And see some of the questions that they had. So now we can ask you. Uh, Andrew Hyde asked, uh, what beer should I bring if I ever get invited to a party at your backyard coaster? <laughs> Bud Light will do. <laughs> Speaking of that backyard coaster, you were quoted, I think, in the Coeur d'Alene Press of saying that you wanted to build one in your backyard. Mm -hmm. Is that still happening? Yeah, it's permitted and ready to go. We just have not had time, but I do want to build it there, yeah. I just think it would be cool to have one to ride and, and uh, play with. And, you know, I was just, it's going to be a full-size Raptor, but it would just have minimal cars, four cars. And, and you know, it would just be, it would just be fun, I think. I, I, I don't know, it's a little eccentric, but I think it would be fun. <laughs> Only because I can. <laughs> I think you uh, win the title for greatest grandpa ever, if <laughs> yeah. that's the case, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Laser Lauren wants to know, outside of RMC, which we all know is your favorite manufacturer, do you have another manufacturer that you really like, that you really enjoy their product? You know what? There's Everybody has a unique product. There's several out there that I enjoy all of them. I enjoy SNSs. I enjoy Enemon, Mach. I enjoy them all, you know. And whenever we go to parks, we try to ride their rides. And everybody does such a good job. So, and I like to ride their rides as well. All of them, all the manufacturers, Premier, everybody. I like to ride them all. Kirit B wants to know, could we see any RMC coaster in Canada? Uh, you know, yeah, I think at some day there probably will be. But I, I, you know, I can't say when. I just don't know. This one's pretty technical, but I think it's still very good. From Doug Boner, who said, if you were to start from scratch, how minimal could you make a support structure of a full-size dual rail coaster, like say a giant or a, like a Goliath, I suppose. Could you make a steel vengeance sized ride with a wonder woman style structure? 
Yeah, you could. You could. So you could put steel columns underneath of it. And we haven't, but you could do it. And we've talked about it in the past, but we we haven't done it yet. Just because we've been busy doing other things. But yeah, we could. And I suspect that's also up to whatever the client wants too, right? Yeah. So if they're looking for a specific look, then that's something that obviously you're going to listen to what the client wants. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, the client, you know, so far we've just, we've been booked up with what we have. So we haven't been able to do any of the other things yet. Elizabeth wants to know what excites you about a new project? What do you enjoy most in the process? I can tell you what I enjoy most is I enjoy working with the product, with with my people. I enjoy troubleshooting. I enjoy uh, I, all the, all of those aspects. What and what I don't enjoy as much is is running a business. And I like I like it when it comes to the end and you you get to ride it. And I mean it's always exciting. There is something to be said about having a media day after quite literally in some cases just you know slaving away with mm-hmm. trying to get this thing to work. You finally build it, you get it out there, it ships out perfectly. Because it is a finely choreographed dance Mm -hmm. to get everything where it needs to go at just the right amount of time. What's it like on media day for you? When you see the first public riders get off a train. It's a sense of pride and and it's just enjoyment. I really enjoy it. And I I like to see people have a good time. And and I... I like for our guys to see what they've built and they get to see that and they, you know, when we're commissioning and they get to ride it and they get to do all the things. And so it's just a real sense of enjoyment and accomplishment. There's just thousands of parts and pieces and that, that, that go into it, you know, and, and you have to manufacture, you have to build it, you have to, all the supplies and all the different things that have to go into it, you know, it just, it's, but it all comes together. Sometimes you wonder if it's going to or not, but it always does. So, Fred, what does the future hold for Rocky Mountain Construction? Where do you see the company in five years and ten years? And what's next? Obviously, we will probably continue to de- develop some newer new products, but it'll take a little bit to do that. And we're also, uh, what I see is probably not much growth in the company we'll probably keep it close to the same size it is for quite a while. And then if we do grow the company, which we could, I, I think we're probably four, four or five years out before we do that. We're uh, large enough right now. Well, Fred, I can't thank you enough for talking to the American Coaster Enthusiast. Really appreciate the insight and can't wait to jump on our next RMC at our local park when we get the opportunity. <laughs> You're welcome. We'll look forward to getting you on another ride here soon. And Clint, that wasn't the only person I was able to sit down with while I was up there. Aspiring ride designers are definitely going to want to check out our ACE exclusive interviews with Jake Kilcup, who's one of RMC's designers, where we sit down and talk about designing rides and the real specifics about it, how he uses that software, why he loves using Excel so much, and some of the other finer details of roller coaster engineering. And these segments are available exclusively to ACE members right now. Just log into your member account online or check your latest email blast. Ride with us. We asked ACE and non-ACE members on our social media channels if they had any questions regarding the club. Everything is fair game, and here's what we heard back from you guys. 
Our first question comes from Rebecca. She asks, what do our membership dues go to? So your membership dues go toward quite a few things. Most of all, it's the management costs, i.e. running the 501c3. And being a registered 501c3 nonprofit, there's no mystery as to where the dues are going. You can always check and see. And as a member, you get a vote on where they go. All right. Our next question comes from William. Does it cost a lot of money to join ACE? And what options are there? Nope, doesn't cost a lot of money to join ACE at all. In fact, there's actually several different options available. They start at just $35 a year, and there are discounts available for families and multi-year memberships. Definitely. I signed up for the two-year membership. You can go online, aceonline.org, and you can get all the information about how to become an ACE member. And this next one comes from Samantha. What does it mean when ACE says it wants to preserve rides? ACE's mission statement is the preservation and enjoyment of roller coasters. And we have an entire committee of volunteers that's always looking for opportunities where ACE might be able to help out a park or a ride in dire straits. Most recently, we assisted Bushkill Park. We always want to assist any park that's looking for help. All right, this next question comes from Tim. Uh, He writes, I've got a ton of roller coaster memorabilia that I don't want to throw away, but I need to get rid of. What should I do? This is a good question. Both the ACE Archives and NRCMA, National Roller Coaster Museum, are always interested in hearing about potential donations, and you can visit their respective websites to find out more. You know, Chris, uh, I actually have a thing uh, through Amazon because Amazon has a thing called Smiles. It's a program where they can uh, uh, take a portion of your sales and uh, and give it towards uh, charity organizations. And uh, National Roller Coaster Museum is actually part of that. So if you were to sign up to give a, port, a part of your, uh, your uh, online Amazon purchases to the National Roller Coaster Museum, then uh, all you have to do is shop on Amazon and you're already helping out the uh, National Roller Coaster Coaster Museum. Same thing with ACE as well. You can also just choose either the NRCMA or the ACE Archive Fund, and both of those can get benefited from all your shopping on Amazon because yes. we know everyone just loves Amazon. It's Who doesn't just, love Amazon? I, I buy all. I I buy everything through Amazon. It's terrible. <laughs> Hey there, this is Nicholas from California, and my favorite roller coaster is the Giant Dipper at the Santa Cruz Beach Boardwalk. I grew up near Santa Cruz, so I have a lot of nostalgia for this ride. The boardwalk does an amazing job of preserving its heritage and its condition, and um, every time I just giggle the whole way through. So it's got to be the Giant Dipper in Santa Cruz. Ooh. Oh boy! Oh boy! <laughs> this is a loaded question. They the, let the ding, ding, ding round one, and in this corner. <laughs> All right, Clint. So let's let's have at it. Let's hear your number one wooden steel, and let's find out why. Okay. So uh, for those of you at home, uh, this is the first podcast. Uh, Chris and I uh, have not had. Uh, a, a friendship really outside of this podcast. So really, we're getting to know each other for the first time right now. And That's we have true. not discussed this yet. It has not come <laughs> up. Hours of conversations have passed by. I know what his favorite roller coaster shirt is, but I don't know what his favorite roller coaster is. So That's this right. is we're getting to pretty serious. Uh, this is do or die moment here. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say Fury 325, and uh, it's very, very tough because Millennium Force is, like, it's been my number one coaster for such a long time, 
But uh, Fury, there's, oh man, it's okay, it's seven hours away, so I get down there at least once a year and ride it. I'm, I'm sorry, it's five hours away. Cedar Point's seven hours away. So I get down to it more often than I get over to, um, uh, to Cedar Point. But oh my god, there's that one transition where, you know, it's doing the turnaround after the bridge and you almost flip almost inverted like it's just doing that weird i don't even know how to explain it but i love it uh so that my number one coaster fury 325 very nice so okay here we go my number one oof this is always so tough (laughs) you know what for the sake of uh rattling things up uh that's not an app term by the way i'm gonna say it's gold striker at california's great america what? It's a ride that does not get a lot of press and publicity out there, but it's consistently ranked in the top 10 woodies in the country. And boy, you talk about a ride that you watch POVs of it and you say, well, that's a really good ride. It really doesn't do it justice. There's so many little surprises, very similar to Fury 325. I did not expect that ride to have that much floating airtime on it, but it did. And Gold Striker just has all these little nuanced things inside of it that, oh boy, really make it great. And I know the parks had to put on some of these sound sheds because the corporate neighbors next door didn't like that they were building a roller coaster next door. You know, you kind of move next to a theme park. What did you expect? <laughs> it's like moving next to an airport and saying, it's too loud. It's too, the uh, planes are too loud. But I will say this, those sound sheds are like little mine shafts throughout the ride. And it really adds to the speed and intensity of the ride. I love it. Cannot wait to get back out there again to ride it. Wow. Well, okay. So uh, GCI coaster, obviously have to respect that. Uh, my favorite wood coaster is um, is uh, uh, a lightning racer at Hershey Park. Absolutely. Mm. I can't get enough of it. Uh, but I also like how Gold Striker is uh, very unique in its layout, where they had to build it like around other rides in the park too. So uh, you know, really, really fun layout. Uh, I haven't had a chance to ride it, but uh, definitely know about it. So you a fan, Clint, of the smooth coaster, or a fan of a little uh, rough and tumble? Uh, no, I have to be. It has to be smooth for me. I really. It. it uh, my wife likes rough. Uh, she has not been on Voyage yet. She's gonna love that. Uh, she loves El Toro. She lo- well El Toro. Okay, that's a bad example because that's a pretty smooth coaster. But she yeah. likes okay Grizzly. She likes Grizzly at King's okay, Dominion. There you go. I, I won't even ride that anymore. I haven't been on it in years uh, uh, because it's just too rough for me. I like nice and smooth. That's why I like B and M. I like the you know Inman uh, Inman coasters too uh, are not too bad most of the time. Uh, but uh, yeah, I really I, I have to have a smooth coaster. Yeah, I'm right there with you. There's something about having that you know thrill at at really fast speeds but being ultra smooth that boy just really makes it that much better don't you think definitely yep well, that was that was relatively painless. Uh, you know, I thought nobody got uh, hurt. No, nobody got hurt in discussing her favorite coasters. So I guess that's that's good, and uh, we'll have more discussions coming up in the future. If you want to be, if you want to submit some audio of you asking a question to us, or if you just want to send us an audio, uh, send us an email, you can do so. All you have to do is send it over to podcast at aceonline.org. I, and remember, if you send us that question as an audio file. You just might hear yourself on the show. I honestly forgot what our email was, so that's why I had to stop, and you had to fill it in. Well, that worked pretty good, though, don't you think? It was great. (laughs) (laughs) 
that's, you know, for, for not knowing each other, literally just through a screen and a phone, yeah, mm-hmm. that's pretty decent chemistry. That was that, That's good. We, get, we, we are working on it. We are working on it. All right, so, uh, yes, you can be a part of the show. Definitely uh, give us give us, uh, give us us some tough questions. We want to answer the tough questions. Uh, lighthearted, what's your favorite amusement park food? Oh, that would be a, differ, a difficult one. So, uh, you that's know, whatever one, you yeah. want to ask us, feel free to ask us. We'll, we'll chat about just about anything. So uh, send us over uh, those uh, messages over at podcast at aceonline.org, uh, and uh, we will talk about it on upcoming shows. Well, that's it. That See, the first podcast in the wraps, Chris. Whew. That was something else. <laughs> I'm exhausted. <laughs> Woo, yes. Uh, well, thank you very much to Fred and, and the gang for stopping by and chatting with us a little bit. Uh, don't forget that bonus content is on Ace online.org all you have to do is log into your member area and uh, you can listen to all of that exclusive audio footage of this podcast and other ones coming as well and uh, if you have a topic you want us to talk about we've got that email podcast at aceonline.org send us those comments send us those topics Uh, if you want us to interview somebody all you have to do is let us know who you think we should be interviewing and we will reach out to them and see if they want to be a part of the ride with us podcast Absolutely. Can't wait to be able to talk to those folks in the industry and really get that insider perspective. Yes. And if you're interested in becoming an ACE member, all you have to do is visit us at aceonline.org. That's A-C-E online.org or uh, follow us on all of our social media networks. That's it for the very first episode of the Ride With Us podcast. My name is Clint Novak. And my name is Chris Roberry, and we hope that you'll ride with us next time. See ya. Ride With Us is volunteer produced by the American Coaster Enthusiasts. ACE is a registered 501c3 charitable organization founded for the preservation and enjoyment of roller coasters around the world. Visit aceonline.org for more information.